everyone, and welcome to another episode of Standing 8. I'm Paul Fitzgerald, and I'm joined by my co-host, three-time world champion, Boxing Hall of Famer, Jeff Fennick. Yeah, great to be here as always. And the voice of Australian boxing, Ben Damon. G'day, Paul. Good to be here, mate. A really special guest that we've got with us today, Mark Hunt, has come along. I called him a UFC legend at the press conference the other day, and he blew up. <laughs> so now it's just a combat sports legend, Mark Hunt. How are you, mate? Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Appreciate it. Um, you're looking in good condition. You've got a massive fight coming up uh, very shortly, the 16th of December against Paul Gallen. Um, a lot of people said that you were taking it pretty easy this year and maybe you'd need to get started when it was announced, but you look like you've been going right through. Yeah, we've been working hard up in Newcastle with Richie and Rob. Um, this, you know, this fight was supposed to happen in May, but we're here now. It's finally going to be done. I'm looking forward to this match. I'm really looking forward to this match. It's been, uh, I think, three years since I've, I've actually worked properly. Um, in that sort of sense, I'm happy that I'm finishing my career. Really happy. Um, it's been a long, long journey, but um, you know, as the as the fight goes on, I mean, the battle still continues. If it's not in the ring or the octagon, it's somewhere else. And you're finally getting paid properly as well. Of course, I mean, Australian boxing. Who said who said Australian boxing doesn't have money? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Who ever said that? Needs, needs hey, just, just be careful where you put your money on that night. Don't leave it in the dressing room. Gal will get there and take it off you. Oh. <laughs> I've heard some stories about that, Jeff, but uh, you know. I, <laughs> um, Mark, you were you were just upstairs with Jeff, going through a few bits and pieces, um, looking for stuff for the fight. I oh, just talking with Jeff, just actually being here with Jeff, uh, boxing royalty, especially one of the greatest fighters ever, uh, ever. You know, so it's, it's great for me even to be sitting here talking with Jeff. It's, it's an honor, and just to get a bit of that knowledge, especially about the boxing game, it's, it's amazing for me. So you know, I'm thirty years plus in, in, in martial arts. Uh, MMA, um, K- K1, and now finishing my career with boxing and to be sitting here with Jeff is amazing. Well, the great thing yeah. also, guys, um, Rich and Rob Fogarty, two great friends of mine who um, use a lot of the principles and, and, and the, the things that I do in, in the sport of boxing. I've spoken to Rob numerous times um, about Mark and I'm, I know mm-hmm. that um, the boys are going to have Mark super ready on, on, the, on the fight night. As a boxing fan, we're all super excited for this, this fight, Mark. What's your prediction for the night? Well, I'm, all I know is I'm going to be ready to fight, whether it goes one round or whether it goes 30 seconds or it goes six rounds. I'm ready to go. I'll be ready to go. It's, it's great to be, like I said, like Jeff said, working with Rich and Rob, especially with boxing and having that knowledge. It's a different ball game from MMA and kickboxing, but we'll get there. Um, you've been very outspoken about having faced dirty fighters in the past, uh, people who've, who've tested positive. Um, you've got a lawsuit with the UFC. A um, couple. Yeah, a couple. Um, Paul Gallen's someone who has had question marks around him because of the peptide scandal at the Cronulla Sharks, um, whether or not he did anything wrong. Do you consider that you're fighting a clean fighter this time? Well, I did. I, I, like I said, I've had lunch with uh, Paul a couple of times. I did pay. Who paid? Well, you know right, I paid. Right. And he still owes me lunch. You still owe me lunch. Uh, uh, you owe me lunch, Paul, and um, we'll get that off you in December. But <clears throat> but the thing is, um, uh, yeah, I did I did uh, message Paul about that because he, he he called me and said his arm popped. Yeah. And I'm thinking if it tore off the bone, you won't be out for, you'll be out for like a year. Mm. Yeah, and I said, well, and then he called me a few days later and said, the fight's on again. I was like, well, how is that true? I mean, you're supposed to have an operation that's nine months straight away. But um, I did message him, you know, are you taking steroids? Are you cheating? <laughs> and he messaged back and said no. So it's already in my contract. Like I said, with, with the UFC, I put two lawsuits, uh, one lawsuit because of that and uh, the unfair advantage that they get. It isn't fair and, like I said, it's like pushing a wheelbarrow full of shit up, up a mountain. Yeah. Well, your early days in K1 and Pride, I mean, steroids and performance enhancements were rife in 
in combat sports. You would have fought a lot of dirty athletes over, over the course of combat sports. My whole career. career. They say that, but, you know, even as I walked in there, uh, me being as green as I am into that sport is like uh, in my, my first signing with Pride, I walked into a, a room a room full of uh, Yakuza, you know, and I said my first thing I said to this, the Japanese guy, uh, what are you doing about the steroids in this company? You know, and they all just started laughing at me like I'm crazy. And I said, you know, there's this, this freaking freshie coming here with his jandals and thongs <laughs> and just going, asking these questions. And they're like, this guy's crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. The amazing thing was Mark Kerr, who was the, the superstar of Pride and K1 back in the day. So I mean, he, was, yeah. he was a massive drug cheek. Yeah, his, his doctor showed that. Yeah. But the thing is with those companies, they didn't say that they are the, the most cleanest, honest companies. They didn't say like the UFC says, oh, we've got the best testing policies. We've got all the, all the you get caught here. We punish you guys. They, 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 you know, Pride, all these companies didn't say that. They said, do you want to fight? And yes, I said, yes. I understand. You know, they didn't say like UFC said, we are the top in the world of the clean athletes and we'll punish anyone, which is not true. Totally false. Was the Brock Lesnar experience the low point for you? It was like the straw on the camel's back. It, it was, he was like the fifth in a row. The, that I that had been caught. The, the other two, uh, Josh Barnett, they asked me to fight this guy, and I said, "Until you put a clause in this contract, that won't do it." And then two days later, he popped. <laughs> I was laughing. And then the next guy they they told me to fight was uh, a guy named Alistair Overeem, and I said, "Can I have the clause in the contract?" And they said, "No." But not only did they say that, they said, "You're going to have no job if you don't do this this fight." Mm -hmm. So that you just forced me to fight. Like Dana says, "We don't yeah. force people to fight." Yes, you do. But with a with a Brock, Le Brock Lesnar fight, they tested him eleven days out from the fight, and he, he'd already tested positive. But they just sort of kept that under wraps, didn't they? Uh, there's a lot of things people don't understand, I know. But um, you know, it's going to come out with this, this court case. I'm just like I said, I've fought my whole career and an unfair advantage, um, and I'm just trying to make it better for our boys and girls coming through. That's yeah. all. Just filling up those holes that they don't have to fall in. Where are the court cases up to? Like, what, what's the situation at the moment? Well, now that Trump's out, we've yeah. got a chance. <laughs> so, you, but that's a that's a really important thing, isn't it? Like a lot of people celebrating today because Joe Biden is the president-elect, which um, is fantastic news for for a lot of people. But it's also good news for you um, because he could have he could have stood in the way potentially of this. He lawsuit. would have he would have stood in the way with the Ali Act on my personal lawsuit also. But uh, he's a great friend of, of Dana White. Uh, hey, yeah. <clears throat> I, I know he's a friend. No, no, but he's a great friend of Dana White. So I mean, yeah, you, you do things for friends, you, you know. Yeah. Do that, you know? yeah. I'm just trying to fight the good fight and get a fair even playing field. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're just being honest. You're being real. And I mean, um, well, I, I commend you for it. Um, the Brock Lesnar experience, did you – there wasn't a public weigh-in, was there? Is that <laughs> – There's a lot of <laughs> shonky things that happened with that. You know, him being even weighed in public, they didn't allow. Yeah. What, why he, there was no way he was the same way. They said he was like 500 grams heavier than me. The dude was like three times my size. <laughs> he was just coming back from WWE. Yeah, it like, didn't. He was <laughs> massive. You see him? He was huge. Yeah. yeah, so you never saw him on a scale. <laughs> Did he even make it on a scale? No, he was like three times my size. He, he was, was all muscle too, you know I mean? Shucks. Big man, big man. And I fought a lot of big guys, but that guy was, even at the win, I was like, damn. <laughs> damn, Dana, look at this guy. He's and it made me feel like a child. His strength was just enormous. And so what What were your personal dealings with Dana White after that like? Uh, I went backwards. I mean, Dana's a businessman and he cares only about money. He doesn't give a fuck about the fighters or anyone. It's just, that's just business. But, um, you know, I mean, you can't keep screwing everyone for 20 years and get away with it. You can't stand at everyone's faces and get away with it because one day someone's, like a phoenix will rise up and, and you'll get fixed up. You'll get sorted out for that. 
What um, would your advice be to combat sports people coming through um, in the wake of what you've been through? What, what, we, we're trying our best to make things fair. Yeah. So if you become the world's best like Jeff and that, you don't have to worry about those sort of jazz. You know, you just you can make it to the top and these MMA, MMA fighters can get the proper amount of money they're supposed to get. You know, right now the difference is boxing is they're getting paid well, properly, how they should be, getting 50% of the revenue with the Ali Act. With MMA, these guys are getting, they're sharing 60% of the revenue. When you asked me earlier what that 16% is, we don't know because they won't tell you. You know mm. why? Yeah, of course. But, but, but <laughs> they don't want you to know. Yeah. Yes, correct. <laughs> why would they? It, it is sad because um, it, it happened with boxing in the early years and everybody was talking about Don King and then all of a sudden us as fighters learned to promote ourselves and we, we finally realised how much we're worth. And I think the, the, the biggest shock for me was that in the MMA – I thought they would have learned through the experience of the boxing, but then they then they had a powerful guy like Dana who's, yeah. you know, doing what he wants to do. Do you reckon you fought dirty fighters? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I've never, like I said I've never had a drug. I've never done no. a drug. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what they look like. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just. Yeah, I'm, but you I'm, never had an experience where you thought, "Oh, this is fishy." Ah, uh, no. no. I, yeah, just because I, I was pretty blessed. I, I you know, totally dominated all my fighters, but no. I've, yeah, I've never. I've never. Thought about that stuff, you mm. know, and then, then you see what happened to Mark and, and you see what, what's happening in sport today and then you think of Lance Armstrong and all those things yes. and you think, wow, man. You yeah. know, it's, it's not just our sport, it's yeah. every, every sport. sport. Well, every sport. Yeah. And but like I said, I, for me, it was just so naive. I just thought I'd train backside off, I ate properly and I went forward. So I never really ever thought about that, you know. Is the other issue for you, Mark, that you think that this will have damaged your health? Like this is this has caused damage to your to potentially your brain and to to, to you as a person fighting I, against these guys? I don't think I know. To be honest, it doesn't just damage me; it damages my kids' opportunities, everyone with me. Just like every fighter, every sportsman in history. If you're talking about Lance Armstrong, look at that. Yeah. You know, Ben, it's a, it's a great question what you just asked, but you, you don't know the ramifications. Yeah. You know, and and until. Sometimes years after, yeah. you know, and then and then what you've got to realise is years after when these guys um, aren't in the in the in the, in, in the right. limelight anymore, you think, and they they start getting cranky, they get depressed, they take that out on their kids because because of, because of all yeah because of all yeah. those things that have happened, you know, and when they when they think wow I could have had that or I should have had that and yeah and th their lives are ruined and I mean yeah um, I look at concussions and stuff today and the the Boyd Court instance that's mm. that's just happened mm. yeah um, what we've got to <laughs> learn today is that. Um, um, the health and safety of, of your fighter, of your, of your football player, is more important than than winning. And um, you know, I, is there, I, is there I, a I, price? Yeah, I, I say one thing now. This is what I say to whoever the coach may be. Me, put your son in that position. Would, exactly. would you want him looked after? Of course, I want yeah. my son looked after. And that's and that's how I've got to think of it. Um, with, with the sport I'm in today, I know we're all big and tough. And we, we we want to fight on, and we can get back up. But um, yeah, um, you got to look at and think of the future now. And I mean, I think that it's a it's a major thing that's happened in sport with since the the movie, the concussion movie in America, mm, and to yes. see the movements. And like I said, um, yeah, it's a big thing. Like I said, he's he's he great talking to us today, but you know, um, the ramifications five or ten years down the track, and yeah, and all of a sudden you get depressed, and yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. What, what you, you can't put a, a dollar figure on it. I don't think you can't put a price on saying uh, what's it going to cost because the cost is, is endless. Especially you're not just talking about one fight; you're talking about athletes from all over mm. sports. I mean, we talked about uh, Lance Armstrong for seven years; he ruined people's lives. Seven years, the guys under him—I think it was the 45th guy that was the one that wasn't cheating. His kids 
all the people under them, all their opportunities were gone because this guy took it away from them. Mm. That's what I'm saying. There's no price for getting put on it. Yeah, of course. You can't put a price on your health. Yeah. Well, in 2017, Mark, you were pulled from a UFC fight card because yeah, you were misquoted in an article about you know potentially slurred speech and some some issues with your health. <laughs> well, and then you were, you, you were cleared after that. But um, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, that's just, just totally unfair. And I, who who the hell wants to, you know, some days you have a long day of training, hard day of work or something. I mean. Who the fuck wants to remember anything? Like yeah. yesterday yeah. or tomorrow, I said, I'm tired. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I was doing an interview, like I was just saying, well, sometimes I don't remember shit because I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. You know? I'm with it's, you. It's, a hard, it's hard to be a fighter in any sport. I mean, as a sporting or because, you know, the life of a fighter is affliction. It's, it's hard work and training every day, busting your ass, breaking the wall. It's not, it's not easy. And not many people can do it, as, as, you know, as you know, Jeff. I mean, not many people can get to that level and stay there and be the best in the world at it. Yeah. But um, in our sport, what I'm fighting for is, is to be able to be paid properly. Yeah. Yeah, you're fighting for equality, brother. Equality. And I, I, I don't blame you because, like I said, it happened in boxing for a long time. Like I said, they used to say Don King robbed people. But the thing with Don King, and he says, I've made more millionaires than anybody. But what, what they don't realise is that it's all about getting good management, getting good people behind you and, and saying, listen, man, if there's this much water, you know, why should why should you have that and I have the top? You know, yeah. it, it should be it should be it should be shared, and the people who are taking the punishment and got to live with that punishment later on in their life, they should be looked after. Correct, correct. Uh, Mark, yours is a fairly traditional um, combat sports story. You you had a pretty tough childhood, uh, South Auckland and and uh, and other places. Can you want to tell us about um, what it was like growing up as a young Mark Hunt? Uh, to be honest, I'm originally from New Zealand, but I don't want to speak about it. There's a book out. I've got a book out called Born <laughs> to Fight. Yeah. Um, you can go and read up all about me. I don't want to, you know, I've already aired enough, enough of my garbage out online yeah. to be able to see, but um, yeah, you can go and buy the book Born to Fight. It's, I started fighting, um, um, you know, I got noticed outside of nightclub fighting with some guys and that's how I got my first, you know, four days later I was punching on in, in a Muay Thai fight in the same nightclub and my first trainer was Sam Masters. And then um, – What happened outside the nightclub? Like what, what actually took place? Because it's a story that sort of gets glossed over a lot, but what, what actually happened? Yeah, I <laughs> – Anyway, so yeah. – So I've been talking about this shit. I mean, just, people talk about uh, Paul Gallen and his too long a quote thing. I'm so serious, they're going to laugh at me my shit, jeez. Anyway, yeah, long story. We ripped these, we robbed these guys outside this nightclub, right? Took their jacket or whatever. The other guys were in a southern nightclub that same night. The other four guys came back and, you know, marched him outside. And I went to, I said to one of the boys, oh, where's Jonathan? And he said, he's outside. With, went outside to help this guy. And I went outside to see where he was. There's four guys kicking into him in the corner. So I ran over, had Johnny Rebs on. I slipped over right next to him, was sitting shoulder to shoulder getting beat up. And then, uh, you know, they walked to the front of the cup. They were laughing. The cops had come and everything. And um, you know how I started? I just went back. I was pissed that time. And just when I started popping them and they went from there. I think I got a few of them. And then the bouncer who, who started me in the fighting was uh, Sam Masters. He told me, he put me in the toilets and hid me there until after. Yeah, right. Four days later, I was fighting in that same club. That's how I started. You went home in between or are you still in the toilets? For the no, I <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's how I started in uh, in fighting. Yeah, right. Do you think um, what would have happened to Mark Hunt if he didn't find or if Sam Masters? Jail. I was I was yeah. already in jail at the second time as as a twenty one year old, second time. So I would have been in the system. I, I was in the system and I was just in a revolving system. So I was, it was more safe for me out in the streets, running the streets, and at home with my parents. They're pieces of shit. But anyway, mm. yeah. 
You can read about my shit in my book, Quantify. <laughs> we will. Um, you play quite a bit of footy as well. I, I think, did you play with David Tour at a point? Were you in the same footy team Correct. as David Tour? Correct. Were there any blues in that team? <laughs> oh, I don't think anyone would fuck with David as well. <laughs> what a I don't team. think anyone's fucking around with David. And he would have knocked the fucker out. Yeah, yeah that's what <laughs> nah, I mean. Nah, it was, yeah, it was good, yeah. He, uh, he spent that one year with us uh, playing uh, rugby league. Yeah. I think it was the, the 18s or something. Okay. He was a big name uh, around yeah. the streets anyway. So, yeah. You played with a lot of those, like a lot of the Warriors players, Ruben Wiki and, and people like oh, that. That's one of my favorite players, Ruben oh, Wiki, yeah. Wow. He was one of the best. He's one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. He made Canberra, I thought, man. Every yeah, game, was, yeah. 200%. Yeah. Every game. Yeah. 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 So did you want to pursue rugby league? Or? I wanted to be a footy player. Yeah. I, just, I just didn't cut it. I got out of jail and they said, why is this even guy getting a chance at the Auckland team? So... I mean, I could do it. I was pretty good. I was uh, 95 kilos. I had abs. I could run an indoor track 11.3. So I was pretty good. I could, I was pretty good footy player. I just didn't make it. wasn't good enough. So I think God had other plans for Mark Hunt and that was fighting. What do you think's made you so successful, Mark, over the years? My uh, determination, my will of, of survival. I think being the, one of, a, a good survivor as a kid, you know, being homeless at eight and survival. I'm a great survivor. That's what fighting's about. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you've done a lot of combat sports. What, what's what's the highlight of everything that you've achieved so far? There's no highlight for me. The highlight, I didn't want to be a fighter. The highlight for me is actually being being able to try and get a fair go for everyone else coming through, the boys and our, our boys and girls coming through. That's what's my highlight is fighting these grubs that have been holding people down for such a long time. These guys need to be punished for that. And, and how they punish these kind of guys is taking their money. What's amazing, Mark, is you're a superstar in K1, a superstar in Pride. You fought and beat some of the best, Mirko yeah. Krokop, um, Vandalay Silva, but people didn't really know who you were until you joined the UFC organisation in 2010. Yeah. But, you know, in other parts of the world you're an absolute megastar. Why do you think that's the case? That was actually good for me. You know, I was in K1, I'd come back home and I'd put out a fag and I'd start smoking, walking out the airport, I didn't give a shit. To be honest, I wasn't even – Proper, a proper training person. I mean, but I mean, like I said, fighting for me was about survival, and that's it. I, I'm a great survivor, and and being a part of the elite in different areas at that time was good. I mean, coming back here home to Australia and, and not getting recognised was good in some sense. You know, I was still gambling and smoking. <laughs> you are. <laughs> are you smoking now? <laughs> No, I stopped when I had to make a choice between K1 and MMA. Ah, right. I had to I had to stop. It was a 2003, I think it was. I said, fuck, you either give up that partying shit or you fucking because yeah. MMA you couldn't cut it like that. Yeah. 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 I certainly wouldn't be able to cut it in boxing. I already knew that. Yeah. So, yeah. so Mark, you've been born with this amazing power. Do, do, do you work on it or it was just natural? I think I was born with uh sheer willpower and trying to like I said, surviving and being the best at uh being able to cope with affliction. You know, um, I don't know where the power came. I think, like I said, God's given me a, the ability to absorb punishment and, and give it. Uh-huh. And I'm, I don't know about, uh, I think you have to work at everything, to be honest. I mean, sharks, a, a fit fighter becomes strong and everything. But, uh, you know, uh, it's taken me a long time to realize that, uh, you know, even at 46 years of age, I feel I'm just still as young and coming to this uh, sport. And uh, I think I've got a lot to offer. I think a lot of these top guys don't even. Realize how good I am. <laughs> well, we're going to have the opportunity to, to, to see in them um, the work you've been doing with with um, Rich and Rob. Yeah. Um, what, what have they done for you? You think? 
the, the boxing game is different. MMA, you can lose so many different ways. There's so many ways out with, with, uh, with MMA. With boxing, it, it is, there's like probably four ways out. You knock that TK, the ref stopping, or the towel being thrown. And, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a game of fitness, a game of, of, of a strong mind and a good eye. That's the way I feel. And I've only had two boxing fights. <laughs> yeah. I've just changed a lot of my, uh, the way I do with, with boxing, with sparring. You just can't go crazy. Everything's short. You got to use your legs. It's a, it's a different ballgame. Yeah. What are your memories of those two? Because they're 20 years ago or something. Well, like I said, I just there. came from the Bondi Diggers pub straight into the boxing ring with smoke. <laughs> oh, you're off. All right, sweet. Fuck, I'm in there. And I, hey, it showed. I lost my first boxing fight against the Digger Wyborn. Barry Ref was the was the promoter. Remember Barry? Yeah, Ruff? Ruff? Of course, I remember Barry. And uh, you know, the second fight, the, the Englishman broke his hand on my head in the Central yeah. Coast, and that's <laughs> that was my boxing experience. Yeah. The only other experience was watching guys like Jeff, Mike Tyson, who's you know one of my favorite fighters ever, um, and you know David Tour, Lennox Lewis, all the all the holy all the the greats of boxing. It's what got me. Interested in, in, in this, yeah. Uh, so you were a boxing fan? No, oh, huge boxing. I love Mike Tyson. He's like, yeah. For me, he's like this man. When I met him once, I was like, bro, this guy's. Oh, he'd love you too. He, I, I'll never forget bro. when I took Adam Watt over to fight. In, in I, Adam showed me the video. Yeah. So when I took Adam over, Mike knew everything about him. Yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike knew more about Adam Watt and, and the K1 and stuff than I did. Mike's, Mike's into that stuff. So he would love you. He bro, he's the man, you. bro. He'd come from yeah. the streets yeah. and he conquered the world. It's amazing. Who's the toughest person you've fought? I have no idea. I didn't even want to class anyone as uh, up there. I think, I think all the fighters at the top end are very tough in any sport. I think to actually be at the top end and, and compete at that level, is you've got to be tough. You've got to just get to training to start with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, have you watched much of Paul Gallen boxing? I actually went to support Paul down in Melbourne. I went to watch him fight oh, against right. Bay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Bay Hall. Uh, um, it was you know, a great fight. I loved it. Um, Who did you think won the fight? I'm not going to say anything. I just, I should have made a bet though. I, I should have put a bet on. It was a draw. Hey, me and Phil had a good time. But yeah, you're famous for the for the walk off knockout. Do you think that's what happens on 16th of December? Uh, I don't think so. I, well, I don't know what to say. I just, I think we're going to be. It's going to be a, a hard fight. You know, um, it's going to be a great fight, and I think both of us. I think the the, the fans are going to get a good experience. See, you know, uh, uh, martial artist fight against um, Alex Footy player. Uh, turn box. He's got a better pro record than me, so I'm not taking anything away from Paul. He's a he's a tough man. He'll be here. He'll be ready to to bang. So I'm looking forward to it. 100% Paul trains. Uh, I trained him a couple of times, and wow, yeah, yeah. Like when I trained him, man, I, I honestly believe that he had potential. He you do you do things in there. He he was doing really really well. Works incredibly hard, doesn't he? Yeah, very hard. He yeah. does. Yeah. Um, we were out there for the press conference the other day, Mark. It's a great looking venue, isn't it? It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Awesome menu. Great spot. Uh, I mean, I did ask, I said to Paul, is it, you played here before? He goes, no. Because it's only two years old. The venue yes. is only a couple yeah. years old. So it's a crazy stadium. Great spot. I think the owner of it was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, he, yeah, he just missed out on playing there. But um, yeah, this will be fantastic with a, with a big crowd. And we've got Tim Zhu fighting as well, who oh, um, has become a star. Right. He is a star. He's an amazing boxer too. I watched him compete. Uh, yeah, you know he's a, he's a great boxer. He's going to be uh, one of the this, this size's best. Yes, he already. will be. He will already be. is. Yeah. yeah, he will be. 
getting better and better. We're all super excited for that fight night. I mean, it's mm. Bankwest Stadium. It's yep. the first time we've had a fight in Sydney in, in quite some time. Correct. It's been we've a long time, hasn't it, between yeah. major they've events. Some, they've yeah. put some great fights on the night. They've got Paul Fleming fighting yep. now. and Yeah, yeah Paul Fleming's fighting Bruno Tarima, yeah, which is a really a good fight. fight. Um, Liam Wilson's fighting on the card. Yeah, yeah there's some there's some outstanding fights. Um, and Dempsey McKean against Bowie Tupo. Yes. Ooh, heavyweights yeah. as That's well. That's going to be a yeah. good one. Yeah. That's a cracker. <laughs> Yeah, and then, of course, the big boys with Paul Gallen and Mark Hunt. What do you think happens in, in, the, in this fight, Jeff? Um, I, think, I think the smartest guy will win, and I think that um, uh-huh. uh, Mark's very, very blessed to have two <laughs> great guys who care about him in his corner, the Fogarty brothers, and um, I, know they've, uh, I know what they've been telling Mark to do, or Mark has to do, for, as far as I'm concerned, is, is do that, and I think that he'll be victorious. Look, I'm a huge Gallen fan, but I just think that the power of Mark, and if he, if he um, uses it correctly, then I'll... I think that he'll win the fight by knockout. The conventional wisdom is that you're going to come out and try and blast him out and <laughs> that he's going to try and stick around for a couple of rounds and then outlast you. Is that is that a fair assumption from where you're coming from? That's not my assumption. That's everyone's assumption. Yeah. But that's not my thoughts. My thoughts no? as a fighter is different. I'm just going to get working and get my technique and everything up right. So I'm prepared to fight six rounds hard. So, so you're happy for the fight to, to go six rounds? You if think it goes six rounds, fight? if it goes 30 seconds, it, to me, I'm just going to be working what I've been working with with the Fogarty brothers, that's all that matters to me is my game plan. Yep. And I'm pretty sure, like I said, I've spoke to Rob a few times and I spoke to Mark today and um, like I said, um, the fight can be a 50-50 fight or it can be a, a very, <coughs> for me, a one-sided fight if, if Mark does what the boys have been telling him. And I honestly believe that he will do that because I think he respects the guys who are um, in his corner and I think that if he does that, he, he, he can make it an easy night. This guy to my right has amazing power and I think that Paul hasn't really – Witness the power that he's going to see come at, um, December the sixteenth. Um, Mark, what happens if you if you win this fight? If you knock out Paul Gallen in the first round, what you're going to have more boxing events? I love fighting. I'm just trying to compete while I still can. I'm yeah. 46 years of age. I've been running the, the gauntlet for th- three decades. Um, 20 at the top. I just I want to finish my career happy. I wasn't happy with the UFC how they treated me, how they stole my rest of my career for me. You know that's why I'm fighting them in the law in the, in, in the in the courts. Um, I'm not just walking my walk. I, I talk my shit too. Um, and, and that's what I'm doing. I'm finishing my career. After this, I have five more fights. And then um, don't do nothing. Just probably train once a day and sit on so the farm. So you want to have five more boxing fights after this? Well, just if it's boxing or MMA, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I don't think a lot of MMA companies want to touch me because I, I'm outspoken and trying to make things, you know, fair for, for, for everyone coming through. It's, it's hard to – I've talked to a lot of different companies, but um, – I think the only legit guys are the, the no limit guys that came through with uh, Jay and um, Matty Rose, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like you'll be boxing there, mate. It'd be great to have you um, in our sport. Because, like I said, um, uh, as long as you train and do what you're doing, uh, at 46 with your power, mate, you, you, you try my best, man. Yeah, yeah, you can still do it, brother. Is there anyone that you would like to fight then at heavyweight in I'd, Australia or internationally? I'd fight anyone. Like I said, I'm a fighter at heart. I finished my career on, a, on, a, on, a, on my terms, not these guys' terms. Mark Hunt and Lucas Brown sounds pretty exciting. Two big hitters. Oh, I like Lucas. I mean, I, I started Lucas in the game. I, mean, yeah. I didn't start him. I just I was gambling at a pub one time, and he was the manager or something. It was security. security he asked yeah. he asked me um, if he someone I knew where to train. I was like, oh, go and see uh, Jamie and Summer at, at Penrith, and then he started MMA. That's you know, and then I was surprised like. Years and years later, that uh, you know they said that if, you, if I could fight Lucas Brown or Paul Gallon, I was like. Hey man, who's looking after these guys? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Well, 
You're going to get much more money for fighting Paul Gallen than you will for fighting Lucas Brown, that's for sure. So, why, why is that? Paul, uh, Lucas is one of the uh, world champion here. I don't understand. What's the problem here? Yeah, Lucas has done great things and won a version of the world title, but unfortunately he, he hasn't um, been promoted heavily in Australia, so he hasn't become a big uh, name himself in Australia. And very unfortunately, um, he had a very controversial positive drug test when he um, did win the world okay. title. Yeah. which um, sort of took the shine off it. It was hotly disputed yeah. and, you know, it came down to some um, some dodgy meat um, in Clen- with traces of clenbuterol. But, um, yeah. He, he, he got cleared of that. He got cleared, yeah. 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 He got cleared. But it just took the momentum away, yeah. stopped yeah. him from becoming the star that he yeah. could have been. People want to get behind someone honest and hardworking, I'd say. But, yeah, it is what it is. Like I said, I, I don't mind fighting with anyone, to be honest. Yeah. It's just uh, I just want to finish my career on a happy note and uh, – as a, as a combat sports fan, I'm super excited for this fight coming up with yourself and Paul so Gallen. Obviously, Gal, a legend in rugby league and a, a really tough guy um, coming up against yourself, a combat sports legend. Um, I can't wait. Well, like, no disrespect to any of the other, but Lucas Brown, they wouldn't have got what you or, or Gallen are getting for a fight. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, big, it's a big show. Gallen's a big deal and, um, yeah. you know, it's, you're getting that money because you're fighting Paul Gallen on me, so maybe, yeah, yeah. I could say out. the same thing the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no doubt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. it sucks. But, yeah. yeah, you're right. Paul is, a, is a, a very interesting person. He's a great footy player and uh, nine and is no, no, yeah. no slouch. He's oh, a yeah. great fighter, a boxer, yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk and has been for years about Paul Gallen fighting Sonny Bill Williams at some point. Ooh, that'd um, be good, eh? Yeah, yeah, well, if you beat Paul Gallen, I don't know if that fight happens. Would you like to fight Sonny Bill? I'll fight anyone. Like I said, I'll fight underwater if, I, if you wanted me to. I'm a prize fighter, man. I'm not. I'm not here to fuck around, get a punch in the head, so I can go and fucking eat fucking nothing. You know, I, I fight to eat. You're looking fit. I mean, you don't look 46. Not yet. We're getting there. Yeah. It's been a long camp. It's been like freaking feels like 10 years up in Newcastle. Far. <laughs> and so boxing's you- hard. I mean, these these guys when they spy and train, it's freaking hard, man. And I. Like at 46 years of age, I'm fucking close to a wheelchair. You got to come down. You got to come down and watch Young Brock train one day. Oh, I tell, you, I tell you what, I watched uh, some sparring yesterday. It was so amazing. It blew my mind. Best sparring I've ever seen. I saw Troy O'Malley and and the, the other guy. Man, amazing. These guys are just guns. I swear to God, I was like, I was just blown again. Man, these guys are absolutely amazing. Their technique. They didn't waste the drop. I mean, Rob didn't have to say anything. He only had to tell uh, Tony to be to to be quiet. <laughs> It was the best sparring ever. I, I will come down and watch box yeah. sparring one time. Um, have you ever sparred Paul Gallen? No, he's asked me to train a couple of times, yeah. but I, I mean, I, I, I was doing MMA with the UFC, and um, yeah, but no, I haven't. Mm. We could have, yeah, because he does jujitsu also. Mm. I mean, maybe we could do an MMA fight after this. We can jump kick each other, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he has a purple belt in jujitsu, I think, too. So yeah, hey. yeah, he does a bit of. Who do you think the crowd will be behind in this fight? Um, I probably. Paul, I think I don't know. I I just think it'd be a great fight. I just think it'd be a good spectacle to watch. If uh, the the thing about this is, it's not about whether I can cut it. It's it's a Paul whether he can cut it with the best. And I'm you know I'm not the best boxer, but I've been a martial artist for a long, long time. Yeah. I mean, not to be rude to the other guys he's fought, but I don't think any of them has, has run the gauntlet like I have. So I think um, it's not me to prove anything here. It's him. It's Paul whether he can cut it with the best in the world. You have fought the toughest guys in the world, no doubt. No doubt. You've fought some of the best. Do you think it's your power that he needs to be worried about or your no, skills? It's my, it's my mind. <laughs> yeah, right. I've got a good eye for this stuff. I feel anyway. So, I mean, I, 
can't take it away from me. I've been doing it for a long, long time. And what's the what's your regime between now and then? Are you are you based in Newcastle Training. for the for the for the rest of the preparation? I've been up in Newcastle for nearly a year. Right. You know, going through a separation and everything like that. But um, right. a year. So all 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 is now is just sparring and training and get ready, getting ready for this uh, December 16 match. You see a, a great mark on on, on that night. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a strong Newcastle, strong in boxing at the moment. Sakio Bick is based there as well, correct? And some of these he's guys, good man. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you done any training with Sakio? I've met him a couple of times. He's, yeah. a, he's a good man. Yeah, yeah. he's a great fellow. Yeah. All right, we done. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, well, no, thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Really looking forward honor, to yeah. the fight. Sixteenth yeah, no, of uh, December, it is on main event um, or at Bankwest Stadium. Really looking forward to calling the fight, Mark. Can't wait. Looking yeah, thanks, Mark. Thanks, guys, for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you coming down and doing a little bit of work with me and Rob and, and Rich. I'd love to come have uh, do a bit it. of work with you. The only other guy I've done some work with uh, is Tony Mundine. One pad session, that's it, but, uh, you know, everyone else. So looking forward to it. Love yeah, to, brother. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Don't, don't forget to subscribe, Standing 8, YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah.